Hello, everybody. You are listening to My Last Dime, the podcast for those who give. I am Tremaine Wills of Mind of a Money, your podcast host. This is episode four, Side Hustle Culture. I am so excited for this episode, guys. Okay, so as we start to think about the side hustle culture, first let's talk about what a side hustle is. A side hustle is something you do on a part-time basis. Maybe it's with full-time hours, but this is something that is in addition to your primary stream of income. And so many people might have like an online store or they might be part of some sort of network marketing, uh, selling products, or um, maybe they drive Uber or do DoorDash or something like that where they are trying to create more income for themselves um, in addition to their primary income. So this is a conversation about side hustling and why we need to really take a look at it and stop hustling backwards, right? So for many of us um, who get second and third jobs, the reason why we do it is because we want to add an additional stream of income. And that might be because we feel we are underemployed. And so if that is the case and you're part of the 12 and a half percent of the country that is underemployed, one thing to think about is as you take on another job, you are trading time for money. Okay. And so something to think about is more often than not, your side hustle is probably paying you less than your main job. And so what that means is you're working additional hours, but the extra hours that you are working are yielding you less money than you might be able to make investing that time elsewhere. And so while it might not be that important to you that your side hustle pays you as well as your main job is something to consider because everything has a cost. And so we definitely want to create multiple streams of income. But my challenge to you is to start thinking about how you can create multiple streams of income without them all coming from the same type of income. So a lot of people hear the adage, you know, uh, the average millionaire has seven streams of income, which It's true, but let me tell you, they are not all the same type of income. And so you can have seven streams of income, but if you are working seven different jobs, those are all the same type. They're all earned income. You're trading time for money. And that's not what we need to do to be effective in building wealth. So our side hustle culture, it's it's great that a lot of us are Okay, starting to think about, okay, what can I do to set the next generation up so that they're better off than I am? But we got to make sure we're hustling smart. In making sure that we are hustling smart, I think it's important that we start to break down what these different types of income are, the way that we actually should start to side hustle so that we don't always have to side hustle to earn the same amount of money we want to earn. And I think for a lot of us, you know, Our main job might only be covering a certain percentage of expenses, but we want to be able to brunch and travel and do all these extra things. So that's why we side hustle. But if we can replace that time 
and build systems and get things in place that will produce that same income for us without us actually having to be there. That is much more efficient um, and it's a better way to be able to do the things you want to do. So eventually, you know, all these extra streams of income will replace your earned income. And then that way you can actually stop working because I feel like that's the goal, right? At least I know that's what it is for me. So let me just share with you um, the different definitions of the different ways you can earn income and why this needs to be our culture for side hustling. So the first one I mentioned um, is earned income. And so that is from working a job where you trade time for money. Primarily, that's what most of us do when we talk about a nine to five. And so if you go pick up a second job, uh, DoorDash or Uber or anything, maybe you waitress part time, whatever the case might be, if you're trading time for money, this is still earned income. So in reality, that's still one stream. So now let's talk about some of the other types of streams of income that we need to incorporate into our side hustle culture. Um, some of the types mentioned in a LinkedIn article I was reading is profit income. So what this looks like is you purchase something at one price and you sell it for a higher price. So this is what you'll see when you go to the store. They bought something, maybe wholesale, and then they said they sold it to you at a retail price. The difference between what they paid for it and what you pay for it is the profit. That's what you can start to set up. Many people might be moving into this space with online stores. And if they have drop shipping, this is even better because then you don't have to manually uh, ship a product go spend time at, you know, the post office or FedEx or wherever you're going to go to send your prof, uh, to send your product. So profit income is another type of income you can start to set up where you don't have to be present to earn the income. Another type is interest income. And this is where your money is making money. And so uh, interest income, you might see this in a bank account. Um savings, money market, anything like that where your money is sitting and the bank pays you for the money being in that account, which is why it's important that you pay attention to your interest rates. Um, you don't want your money sitting somewhere earning 0.01% where it can sit somewhere else doing the exact same thing, nothing, but making more money. So take a look at your bank accounts and see, okay, how much interest is this money making sitting here? Granted, we want to have something liquid. And yes, you need to have some type of cash available just in case you need it. But it still needs to work for you. Okay, so that is interest income. The next type is dividend income. And so this type of income happens when you own a stock and they pay you um dividends back on your shares um one type of way to get involved with dividend income easily is doing a drip program and so that's a dividend reinvestment program where the the shares that you purchase you receive dividends on it and instead of taking that dividend money out you invest it back in and buy more shares this is a great way for compound interest to work in your favor. So that's a drip. If you don't know what that is, take a look at that. Another way for your 
another stream of income that you can look into is rental income. And so the real estate market is booming. The Like there is no excuse for you not to know what's happening. You just happen to not be paying attention. But there's so many ways to get into real estate. A lot of people um, might be getting in where they're buying and flipping. But if you buy and hold and you have a tenant in a rental property and they are paying you in excess of what your mortgage is, that rental income that you're making, anything that is a profit over what it costs to hold that property is rental income. So this is another way to add um, additional streams of income to your financial portfolio. Another type of stream of income is capital gains. And so what this looks like is you you purchase a, a stock or a share of something at a certain price, you hold it for a specific period of time. And then as that appreciates, you gain money on the value of whatever that stock was. And so this capital gains can be realized or unrealized. And what that means is if you're still holding on to that stock and you haven't sold it, those are unrealized gains. You you don't really see the monetary value of it yet. But the moment you sell it and you sell it for more than what you paid for it, those are capital gains. Um, realized capital gains where you get to see, okay, this materialized into something that I can actually spend now. So capital gains is what that is. And then the other thing that was talked about in the LinkedIn article was royalty income. And so um, this is something that is popular in the music industry where you might write a song and every time your song is streamed or somebody purchases uh, it on iTunes, you get a small percentage of that. Fortunately, I heard overheard a conversation with a friend at an event and he was talking about he got a royalty check. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. See, these are the type of circles you want to be in where people understand the different types of streams of income. And he was mentioning that his song was only making like 14 or 15 cents um, per stream. But over time that accumulated and he was sent a four hundred dollar royalty check. Now, I don't know about you, but if I could make money off of something I did one time and continually receive income from that, that is a beautiful thing and that is a blessing. So if you are somebody who is talented and has a skill set like that where you can earn a royalty check from something you create, this is definitely something you want to look into. So just to recap on the different types of income streams that we need to start incorporating into our side hustle, um, Obviously, we have our earned income and my challenge to you is to decrease how much or how many additional side jobs you're taking on um, that require time and to transition those out to streams of income that don't require you to be present. And so some of those are the profit income, interest income, dividend income, rental income, capital gains and royalty income. So now that we've talked about those different streams of income, I really want to give you something to take action on. So if you are somebody that does not follow a budget, 
and you have no idea how much it actually costs you to live, I'm going to challenge you to do that. Make a budget so you can see how much it actually costs you to live. So you can start to figure, okay, what can I do with my excess money and put it in position to start working for me, to make it make me more money, right? Build a side hustle that is going to work without you being present. So you can start to do more of the things you want to do. And so I've talked about this before, but I want to have my free time available so that I can do what I want to do. And if that means, you know, volunteering all day long or just being able to show up and provide service to whoever I feel like serving at the time, that's what I want. But that can't happen if I'm working six, seven jobs right? Because my time is limited. I am trading every waking hour that I have chasing a check. And that's not what we want. We want that time freedom. We want the ability to come and go as we please. And so if we put systems in place now that will allow us to still earn income while we're sleeping, while we're out volunteering, while we're out doing whatever we want to do, then we don't have to worry about trading time for money. So If there is something that you are passionate about and you want to learn how to monetize that talent, um, good news for you. I actually have a course on side hustling um, smart that you can enroll in and that actually opened on the 21st. So that is one thing that you can take advantage of if you are not following me on Facebook We are doing a Facebook Live, how to determine if your side hustle is actually a money pit. And so this right here is key, especially for our community. A lot of us will look for ways to make extra money and don't fully understand what it costs to advertise and promote and run a business. And at the end of the day, if we aren't tracking our expenses, we don't see that this side hustle that was supposed to be making us money is actually costing us. So... I'm doing a Facebook Live on Thursday the 24th to help you see if you're actually losing money and how to fix that. So two resources available for you. Um, I'll make sure I post that information in the show notes. So as always, it's been a pleasure. And now we are here for my favorite part of our show. My two cents. So... Today, I'm going to be talking even more about something I know us ladies and now too, the gentlemen are starting to spend their last dime on, which is our hair. So for me, uh, for those of you who don't know, I started my journey in entrepreneurship braiding hair. I had a business called Tame Your Mane Braids by Tremaine. The name was created by my mother. She made me business cards and everything. And um, it was a word of mouth business. And so... um. I would go to people's homes or they would come to my home and I would braid their hair. And so I've been braiding hair for 17 years and there just came a time where I was like, I don't have time to do this, but I really want my hair done. And, you know, for anybody who has a skill, you are very protective over anybody else you trust to do that same skill. So if you are nail tech um, and you 
want to go get your nails done by somebody else to do something you might not be able to do. You're protective over the nail tech that you go to. So that's how I was with going to get my braids. I was like, okay, I got to go to somebody that's going to do a great job because I'm not paying somebody to do something that I could do myself and then it'd be subpar. Which is why if you are local in the Hampton Roads area, I highly recommend Chic Therapy. Phenomenal work. She was quick. Um, I didn't have those bumps around my edges like some people might have when the braids are too tight. Customer service was phenomenal. So that is Chic Therapy for your braids. Especially um, for those of us who are trying to do some protective styling for the winter to keep our ends intact. We know braids are a great option. And for the final part of my two cents, our for the win this week is from Tiana in North Carolina. Tiana paid off her car, y'all. She made that final payment on her car note and shared that with me last week. And I was so excited like it was me. Congrats, Tiana. We are celebrating with you. If there's anybody else who is nearing the finish line on making that last payment on their car note, we are celebrating with you. You're almost there. I challenge you to hang on to that car until the wheels fall off because now it's something that you don't owe on. Um, you can take that car note out of the liability section and you have yourself an asset. Now, while it's the depreciating asset, it is still an asset that belongs to you. So congratulations again, Tiana. So as always, thank you so much for listening here with us on My Last Dime. I encourage you to comment, like, share, subscribe, all those beautiful things. Give us feedback. If there's anything you would like to hear talked about on an episode, definitely reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at my last dime. If you'd like to follow me to just hear about some of my thoughts, my social media handle is at Tremaine Wills on all platforms. For more information on our resources and what we do at Mind Over Money, you can visit mindovermoney.net. So until next time, guys, don't spend your last dime.